Let's direct our attention this morning to a well-known Christmas prophecy reading from Isaiah 7, verse 14. The Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. We expect the normal, even the unusual of daily life, to follow the pattern of nature or the laws of science. For example, a mild winter can be traced to a weather pattern called El Nino. The live streaming of chapel, though not normal for us, happens according to the laws of physics. The daily birth of babies in hospitals around the nation can go according to medical science much of the time. We don't look for the miraculous to happen. That doesn't mean, though, that we don't depend on miracles. Certainly we do. If nothing else, we need the Bible miracles of the past. We do depend on the miracle of Christmas, that very unique event, never to be duplicated, the virgin birth of Christ. In that miracle, God did what he promised to do. Through that miracle, God became one of us in order to be with us forever. The virgin birth of Jesus in Bethlehem should not have been a surprise to anyone with a right understanding of the Bible prophecies. Wasn't his birthplace promised in Micah 5? But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me, the one to be ruler in Israel, whose, going, whose goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. As for the text, Matthew ties it to Jesus and to Mary. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. In the virgin birth of Christ, more than one kind of miracle can be found. It starts with something quite supernatural. Ancient prophecies coming true as foretold. Let's not gloss over that part. How could the Old Testament make many predictions of things happening later in New Testament times if the Bible was just another book as some people want to say. Those people are wrong. The Bible is more than that. How could Jesus fulfill messianic prophecies, including the virgin birth, if he was just another man like everyone else? Mere men can't do something like that. He must be more than that. Mere mortals can't do the miraculous on that grand of a scale, certainly not. 
Only God is capable of such masterful planning and full control. The text in Isaiah calls the virgin birth a sign from the Lord himself. It's the sign of his direct involvement, like a footprint telling us that he was there with his power. This happened according to his plan. This was real by his doing and trustworthy because of his faithful word. What God promised in Isaiah, he later announced to Mary through the angel, Luke 1. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Mary's firstborn son would be the only holy child ever born. Because the conception was a miracle too. No human father involved and no sinful nature as a result. The Bible doesn't tell us the details, not many anyway, but we know the big reason why. In order to take away the sin of the world and give life instead of death, your Savior had to be different than us, better than us. He had to be sinless at every point, morally perfect from the inside out, fully able to fight off every temptation and live a human life for us that would be the righteousness expected of us, completely perfect. In that virgin birth, we have more than the perfect child with such great potential. We also have the Lord God becoming one of us. The son of Mary would also be the son of God. And that defies our comprehension. How can this be? Mary said. We say the same thing in our own way. To think right there in the Bethlehem manger was the almighty Lord capable of doing the miraculous at any point and yet he's also the helpless infant who needs the constant care of his mother, the protection of his stepfather, the divine intervention at times of his heavenly father. Right there in the Bethlehem manger was the everlasting one, Micah 5, who had no beginning. And yet he did have a beginning, same as ours, a human birth into this world. We circle back to the text and zero in on the last word, the name Emmanuel. To this day, Jesus continues to be our Emmanuel. God with us. His presence is the hidden reality of our spiritual life. Though he is no longer visible as he once was, he stays with us in that word that he gave us, keeping this promise, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. During the season of Advent, leading up to the celebration of Christmas, and also with a focus on his second coming, let us trust the miracle. The Christ child, born of a virgin, 
as God promised. We also treasure the Emmanuel, God with us in the hidden way of word and sacrament as we await a grand finale of miracle upon miracle. The Lord appearing in glory with all the angels, raising us from the dead, if that's where we happen to be, giving us perfect bodies and souls and a spectacular view and fullness of joy. We can't imagine it all, but it's going to be awesome. And to that end, we can pray with anticipation. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Amen. We'll close singing hymn 99, stanzas 1 and 3. Stanzas 1 and 3 of hymn 99.